0: welcome to the right fight podcast i'm kenny vaughn here with my wife tammy hello talking about how to live a loving life and we're gonna jump right into today's episode and we're gonna we're gonna discuss repentance but the the goal of this discussion or the question that came up this uh this last week with my son him and I started talking about it and I thought, man, that would make a great podcast. But basically what he was asking me is that, how can you, do people really change and how can you tell if someone's really changed or how can you, I guess, how do you know if someone has really repented? And so we're riding down the road. I think we're headed to church on a Sunday morning. I did a video for Instagram on it and uh, you can check our Instagram at John Kennedy Vaughn. If, 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 you don't see us there um, and, and, see the the video clip but we got some response from it and some direct messages and but we've been thinking about it more recently just in our personal lives because i think it's so important that we know or that we can spot repentance because if someone has truly repented they're like a totally different person so when kennedy asked me dad how do you know if someone's really repented, I was thinking, how do I, like, what, an, what a great question that deserves a good answer, especially at a young age. And um, so I was I was thinking, as I was telling him, I was like, you know, Kennedy, it's like, um, you know, the world will tell you that a tiger never changes its stripes. And I know some people that I consider wise, you know, and in many ways they are but they're so adamant that listen they're not going to change. People don't change. The problem I have with that is I have seen some people change. I think it's it's um unfortunately it's kind of rare but it does really happen. And the reason it's important to know if someone's really changed or really repented is is because someone who truly has is a completely different person there. In other words, whatever it is they were doing, the person they were before is not, is not even similar to the person they are now. So instead of this person who was once most likely to hurt you, um, they're not just average anymore. They are the last person that would ever do it again. They're, they're a completely different person. So I was trying to think about how do I tell Kennedy this? And I just said, you know, buddy, um, tigers really don't change their stripes. I agree with that. But if someone really repents, they're not even a tiger anymore. They they don't even – they no longer have stripes at all. They're, they are not even similar to what they once were. They're, and no one – you can think of this, but I think – Tammy, that um, that no one despises who they were. If someone really repents, no one despises who they were more than they do. So I was telling Kennedy all this, and I'm like, buddy, I wish I could think of an example. You know, like what what do I have as an example of 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 what true repentance looks like? And of all things, like I didn't see this coming out of nowhere. He goes, "You mean like Phil Robertson?" And I thought, "Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly like Phil Robertson." And some of y'all may not know who Phil Robertson is. A lot of us do, but you know, his, his family, the Robertson family, is known for the uh, the the television series Duck Dynasty, and then recently they did a m- movie about his life. If you saw if you saw the movie, if you haven't, it's worth going to see. Mm-hmm to get a picture of what real repentance looks like. But if you watch the series or if you know much about Phil Robertson at all, is <laughs> you don't have to hear much from the guy. You don't have to see a lot from the guy before you immediately realize that he despises who he once was and that he became a completely different person. So when Kennedy said, like Phil Robertson, I was like, yeah, that's one of the best examples I've ever seen of someone who really – Repented, and and his whole family what they te- they all testify. So, but this is what it sounds like. You know, when you hear when you hear Miss K, that's his wife, or his any of his children talk about their father's past, they're like, "You are a no good, rotten scoundrel." Mm-hmm. And Phil's response is, "No, I was worse than that." Mm-hmm. You know, no defense, no. Um, so these are some pictures of what true repentance looks like. No effort to defend who he once was. No effort to soften the blow of who he once was. No one despises who he once was more than he does. But then they will tell you, but you're not like that at all anymore. You're a totally and completely different person. And so I I, I would also want to say this, because you and I were talking about this last night, Tammy, and, and about... You know how how does this like play out? You know, um, and because sometimes we're in a situation where someone's done something that's hurt us, and it's fresh, and and we're trying to, and they've said they're sorry, but we're trying to sort out: are they sorry because they're it's costing them something? There's, they're going to pay some consequence? They're trying to escape the consequences. They're trying to to save themselves, or is it that they're truly repentant? And I, I think. When this first happens, I mean, like when the hurt is fresh, I think most people um, or a little bit of both, you know, part of them is is dying to escape the consequences. They don't want to pay the price. They don't want they don't want anyone else to know. They don't want, you know, whatever it is. And sometimes that's really all they're doing. That's their only purpose. But then, some, but I think sometimes that we have that, but we also have this true sorrow or real repentance where we never ever, like we regret it, we're sorry for it, and we never ever want to do it again. And so, what are some of the, um, you know, some of the signs or or telltale indicators that someone's really repented? You got something, you want to read that, if you don't mind, and because I think it, it, some of this, what she's going to share with us, she was she was reading to me last night, and I was like, you know what, we should share that, and then we can talk a little bit about this, and, and we'll talk a little bit about, you know, some of the some of the telltale signs that indicate whether or not someone's really repenting. Now, look, this conversation is not about um, telling you to look at people, listen to what we say, and decide whether or not they've repented. You know, in time, it becomes obvious. You know, over time, it becomes very obvious of whether or not someone was sincere or not, because you either have the same person you always had, or you really have a completely different person. The wonderful thing is, when there is true repentance, it's not hard to tell. It's really not. It's 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 not close. It's not a close call. It's like a totally different person. And then there's indicators, and we won't talk about that. But mostly, what what I hope comes out of this is that we each personally look at our at our own lives. Take a deep look at ourselves and ask ourselves, you know, are are we really repentant or are we just trying to escape consequences? Because the wonderful thing about repentance is we, we offer it to other people because we're sincere and we love them. But just like love... Even though it's for others, it's the best possible thing we can do for ourselves. If we if we don't repent in our lives for our own sin, we don't change directions. We just keep going the direction of destruction. But when we really repent, our lives really get changed. But it's, it's also it to be some kind of a guide for or, or some sense of these are the things I should consider when I'm trying to determine is this person really sorry or they're just trying to trying to get out of this. And then you, I think you have to give them time. You know, because sometimes it's a little bit of both, but as time goes along, if they're sincere, they become less concerned about the consequences and of their personal consequences and more concerned about the consequences of their sin on other people's lives. And and they really it becomes obvious they're never ever gonna do that again. But if you don't mind share your thoughts, Jim.
1: Sure. I found in Second Corinthians seven ten where Paul says godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret but worldly sorrow brings death so i kind of didn't quite understand what paul was saying so i just kind of dug in deeper you know kind of went and found some study some stuff that i could study like what he was actually meaning and it was explained that paul was saying that repentance is brought about by being truly sorry for your actions. It talks about the godly sorrow brings repentance. So, having true regret for what you've done or owning that what you did was absolutely wrong, and then, you know, pre, uh, repenting for what you've done. And then the sorrow that I feel, the godly sorrow, it's not like a self-loathing right. or a worldly sorrow, like uh, Paul says, a worldly sorrow. Um, he describes it as that, which I, I was like, what does that mean, a worldly sorrow? And it says that it that would be like only a temporary reaction to your bad behavior or just like a temporary regret for... What you've done, your your circumstances, or like if you've embarrassed yourself, or um, you know, just like something that's temporary, not and that you'll just do over again, um, yeah. but rather godly sorrow, true godly sorrow, brings repentance, and Paul said that that leads to salvation, or meaning a deliverance from my sin. So
0: yeah. Like so, one of the things you said in there that just my ears just parked up when you said it was, it's it's not a self-loathing. All right. So when when I first hear that, I go, well, I mean, I loathe myself. Like I, like if I'm if if I'm sorry, I loathe what I did. You know. But here's, I'll see if I can paint this picture, help you understand, because I think that is a a, a major indicator of the, is this true repentance or not, because. If you really if someone really repents, then it's it's a death of themselves. It's not a loathing of what is still alive. So so though we regret what we did and and we may be ashamed of what we did, we we don't seek um, we don't we don't we don't we don't put the we don't try to shift the blame from ourselves to someone else. Asking that they show to show them how much we loathe ourselves for what we did and how and how sorry we are, as if we expect them to like we expect forgiveness from them, Mm -hmm. so that they will loathe with us. And just as an example, um, you you know, uh, Josh Joshua is uh, my nephew, and I was I was speaking to a men's group uh, this week and uh and something came up about joshua and joshua's dad was talking about something in joshua's past and, and a mistake and he was talking about something else that wasn't related to josh i mean it was related to joshua but he he wasn't trying to address what joshua did he was trying to address what someone else had done but joshua was sitting on the front row and then and then Joshua spoke up and he said it wasn't just them. It was and he turns around and looks at everybody in the room and says it wasn't just them, it was also me. And I thought, wow. Like he just threw himself under the bus, not in a self loathing way at all. Right. Like what he was saying was, just so you know, I did that too. And I was also responsible for that. And but but that but how did the, how does so I was, as I watched that I was going what's going on there like how did like how did he do that but there's no sense of self loathing it's because that version of Joshua's dead
1: yeah
0: like I'm not here to defend so I am in no way shape form or fashion maybe I can say it like this true repentance attaches nothing to its repentance not self loathing not excuses, not any kind of blame shifting, no redirection, no no softening of the blow. So sometimes when sometimes when you don't have true repentance, and maybe at first, okay, I don't want you. To, I don't want to give you some words and you go, oh, they said that, so they aren't repentant. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. I'm not sure, but the, these aren't good signs. At least now, early on, they may do this, but once they've had time to go away and think about it, and it's been a while. Um, Hopefully, they're not still making excuses, but whenever people use words like, um, it's a misunderstanding, I'm sorry for my misunderstanding, that's a blame shift Mm -hmm. normally, okay? So, there's nothing wrong with misunderstanding someone, so why are you sorry for that? Mm -hmm. So, if, if I misunderstood something, and as a result, you know, I kicked you, well... I don't need to say I'm sorry for the misunderstanding. I need to say I'm sorry for kicking you. Right. Right? So so to to say it's a misunderstanding is a bit of a diversion and and an effort to shift some of the blame from me to you, like we kind of share this because it was a misunderstanding. Or if I if I if I say, "Hey, I'm sorry for my overreaction." It's again, that's a somewhat of a like no one needs to be sorry for overreacting unless they did something when they overreacted. Right. That was a sin, you know. So if I overreact and I punch somebody in the face, you know, I don't. And in, in my response to saying I'm sorry is to say I'm sorry for overreacting, or even to enter that even enters the conversation. There's something not fully sincere there because mm-hmm. it's not the overreaction I'm sorry for. If I'm really sorry, I'm like I can't believe I punched you in the face. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm so sorry for punching you. The heck with the overreaction, which suggests it was something you did that made me. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit of a blame shift. There's a lot of things like this, and and, and one of them is I'm not perfect. I think that's another set of keywords. It's like I'm not perfect. Well, no, if I don't think anybody needs to be apologizing for not being perfect. You know, we all, nobody, I mean, some people may expect you to be perfect. If so, that's a whole different problem. But most of the time, When we're throwing around "I'm not perfect," it's 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 a it's a bit of a of a diversion and an effort to shift the blame. That like as if you expected me to be perfect, I wasn't perfect. We share the blame. Well, that true repentance doesn't attach itself. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not. No one. No one's repenting. It's like, what did you do? I know you're not perfect, but what is it that you did that you're sorry for? That re, that you're saying you're not perfect. So when people are truly repentant, and again, sometimes not, it's isn't isn't the immediate reaction, you know, because we're all trying to, we're afraid and we're trying to escape this situation, hoping we don't have to deal with it. But after we've had time to process it and think it through, if we're still diverting and we're still uh, uh, not fully owning with no nothing, no strings attached, I guess that's what I'm trying to say in a nutshell. True repentance attaches nothing to itself. It's like, this is what I did. It was absolutely wrong. And it doesn't even expect forgiveness. So true repentance is, this is what I did. It was wrong. I know it was wrong. God knows it was wrong. I never, ever want to do it again. Like whether you forgive me or not, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm never going to do this again. So this is why I think it's so important to to that we can know when someone's truly repentant also, because sometimes some sometimes we sometimes someone hurts us. They truly repent. You know, and, and it's and again, give this some time. It takes a little time to figure out what you got there. But if they've truly repented, it's like they're this totally different person. And then we leave them or we or we move away from them. I'm not talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about friends, work, professional, any, any other relationship. Then we leave them or we pull away from them because in our minds, they did it before. They're going to do it again. And the truth is, if they've really repented, they're the least likely person you will ever meet to ever do that again for the rest of their lives. So... You can look at Phil Robertson if you know the life story. Like the last person you would ever find doing what he once did before again is Phil. Mm-hmm. Like he's he like <laughs> I mean if I if you, if you asked me to lay some money on and I had to put my life savings on somebody who would never do again what Phil did, I would say I'm betting on Phil. Mm-hmm. Put all my money on Phil. You know because the guy has truly repented. So, am I making sense, to me?
1: Yeah. One thing you said to me last night was repentance is not something for use for your own gain and I thought that was really neat that you said that and then you said it isn't for ourselves but it's for the other person that's right so if you would just kind of explain that more I thought when you explained it to me I just some lights went on so I thought
0: yeah so when, when I say I'm sorry so something happened and I come to you and I say, I'm sorry, uh, even if there's true repentance, there's still a part of this, I'm sorry, that's for me. Like, like I'm trying to escape the consequences. I want you to think better of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something in there for me. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it, when we get to the point of true repentance and, and and anything we did at some point, we have to come to true repentance. Then it's it's it has nothing to do with me anymore. Mm -hmm. In other words, I don't, in other words, if it gains me nothing, that's, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I'm, if, if our repentance or I'm sorry, somehow, if, if I got anything in there that's going to gain me something, it's going to gain me your forgiveness Mm -hmm. or that you're going to owe me forgiveness because I'm repenting, and if I, if my repentance is removed because you won't give me forgiveness, then it was never really repentance to begin with. Mm-hmm. It was some form of manipulation where I was trying to get from you what I wanted, so I'm saying I'm sorry, but I'm expecting something from you. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, but I expect you to forgive me. So if you bring it up again, and we don't ever want to hear about what we did again, so we, no one ever handles this perfectly, but... If we if if people continue to bring it up again, and we were just sorry to get forgiveness, we're going to get sick and tired of that. Mm -hmm. We're never ever going to. We're going to at some point we're going to become insanely defensive. And the problem is no longer what we did. The problem is you're unwilling to forgive me. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a red flag, okay? Because that is a repentance expecting forgiveness. Now, if 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 I truly, did I say that right? Repentance expecting for no. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, <laughs> I, thought, I thought I said it back. <laughs> but if I truly f- forgive you, I I I do hope that I get forgiven. That's right. a wonderful thing. Right. I'm just saying, if I've truly repented, I'm staying there, whether you forgive me or not. Mm-hmm. If you bring it up later, I'm st- I'm still ashamed of what I did. I still regret what I did. Mm-hmm. But I'm not self loathing. Like i th- the person that did that. Is dead,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I'm okay with you talking about him, and I'll talk about him too mm-hmm. because that's not me anymore. So, so whenever we, the wonderful thing about forgiving someone that has truly repented, what's so easy about it? And true repentance makes forgiveness easier. It doesn't make it easy, but it makes it easier. And what makes it easier is that it's almost as if you're not forgiving the person who did it because that person don't even isn't even alive anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the tiger didn't change his stripes. You're not, you don't still have a tiger. You have a totally different person here who's really repented. And so it's, 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 it's easier. You like, it's almost like you want to forgive them Mm -hmm. because they've changed. But if you think on back who, back on who they were, you want to punch them in the face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. But when you see that and you see the new, it's two completely different people. That part doesn't happen overnight. But, it doesn't take long to figure out if someone's headed in that direction, or if if they if they really are expecting something from you, they're trying to shift the responsibility from themselves to you for their mistake, and and they, which normally means they expect something for you for their forgiveness mm-hmm. for their for their repentance. They expect something from you, which might be forgiveness or something else. In which case, I'm sorry, when, if they were truly sincere in their repentance, then um, they may hope for forgiveness, but they would understand if you didn't. Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't forgive me, I understand. Like, you know, I wish you would, Mm -hmm. not just for me, but for you. But I can't sit here and argue with you why you shouldn't. Because I did what I did, and the consequences were what they were, and Mm -hmm. and, and, and I own it fully on it. I just want you to know I'm sorry and that I would never ever do it again. And that's what the best we can do in our repentance. And if and if we've if we've made the mistake and we've truly repented, we we have to bear the burden, you know. I mean if we hurt someone, we have to bear the burden of them trying to hash it out. You know, it's, it's going to come back to them. They're going to remember it. It's going to rise up again. And if we're really repentant You know, it's never fun to have to hear it again. I mean, every time you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, no, please don't go back there because, you know, I don't want to remember who I was. Mm -hmm. That was terrible, you know. So but if we're really repentant, we understand and we don't want to go there. But what we join, I would join you in the bashing of what I did because it was no good. But that's not me anymore. I guess that's wrong, you know, it's not me anymore. I'm I'm never going to do it again. So the least likely person to ever do that again. Does that help any or make sense? I think so. I think it's an important topic because like repentance is, it's like our eternal lifeline because we all fail, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, Jesus gave us our salvation, it was the free gift that comes when we repent. Mm-hmm. And and but our problem is we just keep failing. So it's like it's like repentance. He is our hope, but in my own life, because I failed to live this loving life, I always talk about a loving life, but I'm always failing to live it. So it's like my greatest hope is repentance because I can I can always repent. It's never too late. I guess that's the other awesome thing about repentance. It's never too late. Maybe more damage was done and all that good stuff, but it's never too late to repent. And when you re- truly repent, everything turns on a dime. And then, so it may look the same, it may feel the same, but every you just totally turned and went a completely different direction. And as you live that out, you become a completely different person. And that's the part that sometimes takes a little time to see. But there's early indicators, and um, we all need to be repentant. It's not just the people that owe us that's right. repentance. That's right. Right? And if we truly forgive someone, we hope they repent, but not for us, for their own sake. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, that that's the best possible thing they could do for themselves. It's just, it's all like love, right? It's, it's everything, it's like... Living the loving life is the best possible thing you can do for yourself. But if you do it for yourself, it's not love. Repenting is the best possible thing you can do for yourself. But if it's for yourself, it's not repentance. And forgiving is the best possible thing you can do for yourself. But if it's for yourself, it's not forgiveness.
1: Called to forgive. That's right.
0: So, anyway, let us know your thoughts. Repent and forgive. Mm -hmm. Okay. Till next time. Trust God's word no matter what.
1: And keep your eyes on the horizon.
0: Thanks for listening to The Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.